Welcome to the Good Athlete Podcast, the voice of the Good Athlete Project. In 2006, I watched this guy catch touchdown pass after touchdown pass while leading the Bears to the NFC Championship and ultimately into the Super Bowl. We are super excited to bring you Des Clark today. A little bit of Des's background, he is the ACC's all-time leader in receptions. He amassed 2,834 yards, 20 touchdowns. He was two-time All-ACC and two-time Team MVP at Wake Forest. His professional career took him from the Broncos to the Dolphins, but most notably to the Bears. In his career, he had 3,591 total yards, 27 touchdowns, and is second all-time in tight end receptions for the Chicago Bears, behind only the legendary Hall of Famer Mike Ditka. He is currently the president of the NFL alumni, the Chicago chapter, but most importantly, Dez has used his football and athletic prowess to give back to his community. He has mentored leaders all around the world. He is just an exceptional human being. We were really excited to sit down and talk with him. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. The Des Clark. I have the saying, don't make it about, don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a deadly saying. Yeah. And when you see a lot of conflict, um, any conflict, you could trace it back to some form of selfishness. Hmm. Um, even when it comes to relationships, especially in relationships. Sure. Yeah. Um, when you start making it about you and not about us or about the other person, mm-hmm. um, that's when things start to go awry. Sure. So, for instance, let's just talk about society today. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody, uh, what you see now is a lot of people always been offended about something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take the kneeling from NFL players. Okay. People are up in arms about somebody else kneeling. Yeah. And and because they made it, a, they made it a personal attack on them. Mm-hmm. They'll say, "Oh, it's about the flag. It's about this. It's about that." But really, mm-hmm. they internalizing it, making it personal about them. Yep. Because if they didn't, they would say, as long as that individual is not hurting anybody, mm-hmm. is not disrespecting anybody, is not causing any harm to anybody, let that individual express himself or herself like they want to. Because I get to express myself like I want to. I get to say the things that I want to say and I don't want anybody judging me mm-hmm. for if they have differences with me. Mm-hmm. But when, well, I don't like that. I think this. I think that, well, it's not really about what you like. It's not really about <laughs> what you think. It's about that person expressing himself or herself. And you know what? If they're not doing any, any damage mm-hmm. to, to you and your pursuit of prosperity, why, why is it such a huge issue to yeah. you personally yeah like what is one of the things that we we've said from the very beginning of that it's like why are people so mad yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. it, that's the confusion right i we we frame it in a, in a very similar way it's like um like 
and and let me let me say this I'll be sensitive to all sides because mm-hmm. you, if you whatever if you had a uh, friend or a nephew that you lost in the war like I am fully sensitive to to all the things that are saying surrounding the issue mm-hmm. but like you said I think those are personalizations of the initial actual intent which had nothing to do with soldiers or or anything like that it had to, it was it had to do with our current police state and, and you know it was just a different conversation but everyone right. has found their own like you said they've turned it into something about themselves and that's where the feathers have been mostly ruffled i think and and, and that's and and that's when things start going down the wrong path is mm-hmm. when when people start to internalize it personally i mean it's you can look at any example you could look at the lgbt community and how people get outraged about mm-hmm. those individuals yeah. fighting for certain rights. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll be out and open and say, you know, that's not my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's their lifestyle. And as long as they're not infringing on my my freedoms and my yeah. pursuit mm-hmm. to, to, um, to try to have the life that I want, well, you know what? More, more power to them. You know, more Do power to them. Yeah, go. Right. We, we all... That, I thought that's what America was about. Right. I, totally. <laughs> so. you know, it's true. All this, we call it, um, you mentioned freedoms. We, we think of it so frequently as freedom of opportunity. Right. right? And, as lo- and, and some of the basic rules are we live in this great place where you have the opportunity to express yourself in whatever way you'd like so long as it doesn't infringe on someone else's opportunity. Exactly. You can't take someone else's opportunity away from them. Now we're talking about theft and violence and, and all that kind of stuff. Stay away from that. And that's the beautiful thing about this place. Right. And, and just go back to, you know, um, not making it about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think if we, you, you, now I'm not naive to think that, hey, you, you got to look out for your best interests. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you're not in position uh, to give help, mm-hmm. then you can't be of assistance to anybody. Right. That's so true. you do have to, you know, look out for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you go into um, situations saying, "Hey, let me let me see how I could be most useful right. to other other people. How can I lend myself? How can I bring something to the table? Yeah. Or, you know, if there is a if it's an adverse situation, how can I, you know, diffuse the situation? How can I make this better for mm-hmm. all parties involved, not just me? Right. I think. That type of attitude goes a long way to um, just what the ideal of what everybody has about how society should be. Mm-hmm. And this is just my own personal opinion. I think that's the ideal approach to, to go about it. Yeah. And, and to create that ideal community that we all, you know, um, say that we want to work together mm-hmm. to, you know, have common beliefs but also have um, differences that we could be okay with yep. and, and live with each other without all this hatred and, and venom for yep. somebody who thinks differently or have a different way of life or you know have a different political view right. or whatever it may be. Like we talked earlier, we all would say that the overwhelming majority, 90-something percent mm-hmm. of people will say are good people. Mm-hmm. 
but we all have minor flaws. With minor flaws, right. So if that's the case, yeah. then why is it so much freaking hate and, and, yeah. and venom being spewed about people if we generally believe that statement? Yeah, and that's true. And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but like I'm just thinking about that, how true that probably is. Because some people, when they hear you, might say, well, that's idealistic. You know, maybe it's, it's worse than that. But if you think of human behavior or human intention on a, on a spectrum, right? And on one side, it's the just genuinely good, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt a fly people. And on the other side, it's the, like the, as bad as humans get. Right. Then all of that space in the middle, there's so much space where people are just probably just okay with a range of minor flaws. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's how are those things supported or accounted for throughout maybe the course of a lifetime that, right. that is the difference maker. That swayed, um, swayed them either one way or another. That, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. and That's really interesting. So, and then that other one just um, about being disciplined. I think, um, I think when people hear the word discipline, it almost had, have a negative connotation mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because when you talk about disciplined kids, yep. it has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. When you say... You have to be disciplined and this, that, or the other. Well, that has a negative connotation to it too, because you're almost saying you got to give up yeah, the good stuff or right. what, or whatever. But you think military almost? Like, yeah, yeah, but but um, if you change the mindset about that word discipline, discipline actually offers you more freedom. Just just think about the body. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody would disagree with this. If we could be disciplined with what we eat yep. and how we exercise mm-hmm. and how we take care of our body, mm-hmm. you will feel better. Yes. You will be you will be a better you'll be not a better person, but your body will 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 um be a better machine for you. You'll think clearer. You'll have more energy. Yep. You'll you'll be able to make better sound decisions just just by the functions of your body operating correctly and not being weighed down with all this toxic toxicity and and everything like that. So 100%. If, if you look at discipline in that manner, and then extrapolate that to to everything else in life, yep. it's the same thing. Absolutely. So if you're disciplined with your money, um. For instance, uh, well, I just want to do what I want to do. I, mm-hmm. I want to spend what I want to spend. Well, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But that that really, at the end of the day, probably not going to lead to prosperity. There's a cap to that, right? Yeah. You can do that in the short term. I, I put out a, um, a tweet, and I put it on LinkedIn the other day. Is uh, Prosperity is not about getting more. Sometimes it's about consuming less. And if you could be disciplined in that way, then I, I look at it like, if if you have a level bar that's how you want to live your entire life so when you get older you're still living the same life that you was living when you was 30 40 50 60 mm-hmm. 70 mm-hmm. but if that bar is now skewed skewed where your early life you spent all the money in your 30s 40s and 50s and now when you get to your 60s 70s and 80s now you got to live a little bit right lower than what you lived when you was, you was in your younger years now you're eating ramen noodles yeah, now, now instead of living, you know, you, now you got to live off 75% or 50% yep. of what, you, what you're used to, where, yep. where if you just, your entire life lived off 80%, right? Maintain then, a, then when you go into retirement, guess what you're still living off of? That's right. 80%. <laughs> 
Everyone loves a B minus. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny that you say that. I'm pulling this up right now. Like, I can't believe that you weren't there for the start of the Good Athlete Project because this is so in line with what we do. We, um, and we think the body and like the physical stuff is such an incredible teaching place for all of those things that you talked about. Mm-hmm. All of that, right? You, you could say, you can talk about 401ks and retirement plans with teenagers and be like, Get the they have no interest in that. Right. You know what I mean? But you might be able to enter a space and say, hey, I heard you want to be a good football player. Mm-hmm. You might want to think about making the varsity team, maybe play in college, whatever. Meet them in that space and teach them these habits that can then be transferred into the other areas of their life. Right. You want to be selfless in a relationship? Let's teach people how to be selfless within a team. team. Like you said, if you are, okay, nutrition, exercise, and sleep, or rest, or taking care of yourself mm-hmm. in those ways. If you take one of those pieces out the puzzle, meaning you are malnourished, uh, sedentary lifestyle, and you don't sleep enough, um, everything else is gonna fall to that level. Right. You can't be, your, your athletic ability is gonna be limited, your ability to interact with other human beings is gonna be limited. Picture the last time you had to like run off like four or five hours of sleep. You're probably like more irritable than you otherwise. Nah, would. I was you know, a machine, you, man. I, I got, I got it. Okay, done. so there's no, one I'm exception. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Um, I've had days like that, for where, sure, or weeks like that. Yeah. And you could do it for a while, mm-hmm. but eventually, you got to lay it down. You got to catch up, and that's 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 how I always do it. If I, if I have one of those weeks where, mm-hmm. man, I'm only getting like five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, I say, okay. I'm gonna muscle through this yep. for the next two days, but somewhere I gotta see where I gotta sleep for twelve hours. You gotta, yeah, you gotta <laughs> yeah. catch it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, we, and and the way we look at it again is, uh, you gotta be willing to do it. Right. Don't get me wrong. You gotta be willing to grind if you have to. Right. And it's just like, but it's about being mindful enough about like your physiology, like your habits, that you don't have to do it that often. Yeah, and it that comes and that can't up, be the norm. No, yeah, that can't be the norm. Right. Exactly. Right. And that's uh, and then like this whole thing like we we are always looking toward if you can see that top part mm-hmm. we're we're trying to move toward higher order performance right that could be cognitive performance it could be physical performance who knows but if you take those three out of the base um, and the next step up is language communication relationships and things like that and then I don't know if you saw the side part mm-hmm. we have morality as part of yeah. it too you know what I mean because mm-hmm. like you can be motivated in the wrong direction. That happens all the time. Right. There are plenty of people out there that are super motivated but aimed in the wrong direction that right. aren't being taught that part. I don't want to go down this road necessarily. Forget it. I don't even know why I said that because I do want to go down this road. But we see it. Another <laughs> I don't want to go down this road, but as we continue to as go down. We are, since we're already going, there's, <laughs> it's a one-way street. Uh, it's just amazing. So a, a lot of what we do, we don't just try to, um, well, I guess we do. We try to pre- create really positive environments for kids in athletics. Mm-hmm. Part of that includes professional development, right? And, and whenever I, someone says like, well, why did you put morality? That sounds a little weird and stuff. Why did you put morality right beside this framework? Um, you hear things like, I'm sure you've heard this on the football field. We, you know, At the high school level, we've been all around the world. I'm telling you, the one that really jumps out to me is, um, a coach telling a 16 year old kid we're gonna get to this quarterback and break his freaking neck and uh, I understand that he was trying to motivate and mm-hmm. thought maybe that that would get to the kid but if you take just a half step back and realize that you're telling a 16 year old kid to go break the neck of another 16 year old kid 
that's you know you can't then go to your athletic director and be like I'm you know we're a high character program priding ourselves right. on uh, academics and all that kind of stuff. So professional development part becomes really key because you get people jacked up, but where you point them right, uh, right. matters matters a lot. No, I think I think morality is um, huge because uh, you could do like you say do the right things for the right reasons, mm-hmm. um, and when you do the right things for the right reasons. You never have to look over your shoulder. You never have to wonder. You never have to have your defense mechanisms up because, man, I think I might have just done the wrong thing. And then that may come back and bite me in the butt. Um, One one of the things that, um, you know, I tell my kids is if you if you do the right things for the right reasons, you can always continue to move forward Mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry. Then you don't have to worry about criticism and things like that because you always did it for the right reason now mm-hmm. everybody may not agree with you mm-hmm. everybody everybody may not like it that's right but yeah, yeah. but you can go to sleep feeling good about everything that you've done mm-hmm. and and for me you know that's that's what it's all about is at the end of the day you know you feel like all right it was this was a good day yeah you know, i got something accomplished i moved i moved the needle forward no question. I, th- I think it's easier to to that point. You can't. It's hard to move forward if you're digging yourself out of a hole. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So that's um, that's a really good point. On that note, I, can we? This is actually a question we ask a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What does a good day look like in your life? Oh my goodness. What would count for a positive day? Uh, it's a lot of different variations to uh-huh. that. If I finally get my client to call Mass Mutual back and I could close this deal, there you go. Uh, this is <laughs> good day. That'll be a good day. If I could, if I could, um, if when I walk into this house tonight of this guy that's dying for cancer, mm-hmm. and I could put a huge smile on his face, mm-hmm. that's a good day. That's a good day. If um, if I can go and have a, a great conversation with my ex-wife, um. And at the end of the, of the night, we're still telling each other that we lo- we love each other, which we do all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a good day. Yeah. When um, when I get on this plane tomorrow, and I go sneak up on my kids in Atlanta because they don't know that I'm coming. Okay. And don't publish this right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I walk into their school for lunch, mm-hmm. and I know that smile is coming. And then when I'm flying back to, tomorrow night, I would have had a good day. That's a good day. I mean, there's so many, sure. so many ways to have a good day. I mean, waking up. Uh, well, I woke up. I'm already winning. Yes. So I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. already yeah. ahead on the scoreboard. So, yeah. um, you know what? It, it doesn't. It doesn't take a whole lot to to have a, a good progressive day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I look at. I'm a guy that I, I kind of try to look at my entire life mm-hmm. and then say, okay, where, where do I need to take another step? So, for instance, I got all these projects going. I got two golf tournaments, televised golf tournaments that I'm putting nice. together. I have um, Desmond Clark Foundation. I have One Life Advisory up under Mass Mutual mm-hmm. um, uh, doing the speaking stuff. So I look at all that stuff and I say, okay, what's the overall goal? What am mm-hmm. I trying to get accomplished? Um, and then I break all of that stuff down. Like this week, my goal for a corporate cup celebrity challenge um, golf tournament was to get three appointments where I can go in and talk with companies. Yeah. I got two of them yesterday. Okay. But that was a good day. That's a good day. And when I get the next one and I 
that'll be a good week. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just kind of just breaking down your life and, and trying to understand what it is that you're trying to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to do? Um, what really, what's your purpose? Yeah. <laughs> what's your purpose? Use that word. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I have a purpose statement that I live by that, mm -hmm. that I, I read it. I see it every day is on every piece of email that I send out is on every note card that I send out. Are you willing um, to share that? Yeah. With, with, um, excellence being the purpose, I mean, with excellence being the standard, my purpose is to enhance the lives of others through any expertise or resource that I may have available to me. With respect to my family, whom are primary, at every opportunity, transforming strangers and associates alike into extended family members. There it is. Done. Purpose. I and, like it. And, I like it. And, and that's I, why it could look so different, probably, right? Because right. as long as it aligns with that, exactly. you're moving in the right direction. Exactly. And, you know, enhancing my kids' life. They, right. they don't get to see me every day. Right. So, you know, me sneaking up on them on a Wednesday afternoon out of the blue, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully that makes them feel good, Heck makes yeah. them, know, let them know that their daddy is, is here, I care about him, mm -hmm. um, I love him. Um, like, I keep going back to this guy with cancer. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a dying wish yeah. of meeting some Bears players. Yeah. Hopefully I can enhance his life by being one of those former Bears players that sure. that he meets and really I don't do anything outside of that purpose mm -hmm. um, you know hopefully what I'm doing here today you guys play it and some athlete or somebody has the opportunity to listen yeah. and they take some something from it it will resonate with someone no question it, exactly yeah. if, if, if I'm not doing any good with my purpose I'm not doing it Yeah, and it's just as simple as that I like it um, you mentioned this is an interesting idea. In order to do good for others, you got to kind of be good to yourself a little bit too. Mm -hmm. That's the only, maybe the only reason to be selfless is to make sure that you're good enough to give back. Hypothetically, what are some strategies you have um, regarding personal wellness? Like you mentioned, you went for a run this morning. Mm -hmm. do you, is that a common thing? Yeah, I work out three to five times a week. Yeah. Um, some weeks five, some weeks three, mm -hmm. but I try not to make it no less than three times a week. Yeah. Um, I feel like the days that I get up and go work out, mm -hmm. I have better days. Those are your best days. Those are my best I days. Um, for one, when I don't get up and work out, uh, I was like, ah, dang it, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't right. get up and go There's work a psychological out. Psychological like, part, yeah, right? Like I you, didn't get up. Like, did I just let myself down or was I just really tired and I need... Now, if it was one of those days when I'm really tired or really sore, yep. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it's like one of those days, ah, I'm just going to take a day off today. Then I, Different. you know, yeah. And you know, little, right. Yeah. And you're the only one that yeah, knows that. Exactly. How much, uh, do, like when you work out, how does that different, how does that look different from uh, the way you trained to play? Oh, far uh, different. Far different, yeah. Yes, because I'm not working out that hard. 100%. And the reason, I, <laughs> the reason I ask, I think that's so right. I think the, the reason I ask, though, is uh, for whatever reason, especially football, but it's probably true for all athletes, uh, when they leave competition mm -hmm. and they've been guided by coaches through their whole life, I think a lot of people have a difficult time getting into just like a regular, like a 20-minute jog in the morning. It takes some getting used to because you're used to whatever hour and 20-minute uh, right. sessions in the gym where you're toast at the end but right. uh, realizing that you're no longer going for elite performance you're going for health and wellness exactly. is that an easy transition for you or um, what would that look like yes yes and yes and no early on it was um, I used to get up and play basketball three times a week yep. um, and that was my 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, competition. Yeah, and then I go in and I lift some weights, whatnot. But then I kept banging up my knee, mm-hmm. and then I turned thirty nine. I said, hey, I'm getting getting kind of old. And then mm-hmm. I seen people um, getting hurt, mm-hmm. and then that thing started running through my head. I played twelve, thirteen years in, in the NFL. Yeah, and I've never had a major surgery, or I had one surgery on my arm when I broke yeah. my arm. But other than that, never tore anything. I was like, I would be devastated if I'm out here playing yeah, pickup basketball, basketball. <laughs> yeah. and I have to go yeah. have surgery because of that. So yeah. I stopped playing altogether All uh, right. a year and a half ago. Um, <laughs> so after that, I had to find something else. And that's when I went through a little transition of, all right, what am I going to do? Like, what's the routine now? Right. And I went like for a year with, without a steady routine. And then I got up to about 270 pounds. Did you really? Which was disgusting to right me. 250-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, give or take a couple pounds here and there. 270. Uh, and I was like, man, I got tired of looking at myself in the mirror saying, yeah. you used to look like an athlete. Now yeah. you, you don't look so hot now. <laughs> um, and then um, at the beginning of the summer, I have 14-year-old twin girls. Yes. And when they got up here for the summer, they poked me in my belly and said, Dad, what is all of this? And yeah. then they 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 looked at my arm and said, "You used to have some muscle." Yeah, it's like you know what? Screw both of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just you know I, I got I got back into the gym and and um, I lost I lost like seventeen pounds. Yeah, and it's just been a routine ever since. Um, well, they did that in the spring in April. And like right before the the summer got here, I got back into that routine, and now yeah. it's well. It's and people every day. can't see via podcast, but I'm pretty sure you could play and maybe even help this current Bears team if you had to. No, so, no, <laughs> no. And, and so the interesting thing about that is, people I get that all the time. People, man, it look like you still could play. It's like yes, but mentally I couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah, because. <laughs> I was walking up to the stadium talking to one of my friends yesterday, uh, Sunday, saying, you have to be brainwashed or crazy to, to do this. Like, yeah. mentally, you're not there. Because yeah. who in their right mind yeah. goes up across the middle, mm-hmm. jump high as you can, arms extended, and you know you have 10 people, five people coming at you trying to, trying to just knock you out. Right. And by people, you mean some of the biggest strongest fastest athletes in the world yes <laughs> yeah That's all right wild. just think about that for right. a second and right. then you go up and you don't even think about it and you and you go up and catch the ball yeah because it's just your job that's your job yeah because you're brainwashed it's just your job <laughs> <Brainwashed>. <laughs> and and then and then you get clocked yeah and then you get up and celebrate like yeah did it do it again well, no, no, let's not do that again. <laughs> you, well, listen, you clearly were brainwashed because I'm going to give you some stats right now because you did that 323 times in the NFL. Uh, let's let's for, say for more than 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, most of it with the Bears, right? Let's say let's say some of those I, I caught the ball on the sideline and stepped out of bounds. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I got to ask. So, well, and you correct me if I got these stats wrong, but. With the Broncos, started um, Shannon Sharp was still playing at the time, so yes. tough to get playing time over him. Dolphins for a quick second, but mm-hmm. you're would you you're a bear though? Is that what you say? I'm definitely a bear. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, you won't find me wearing any other 
No. No Dolphins, no Broncos. There you go. All Bears. Maybe some Wake Forest stuff. I will wear Wake Forest stuff all the time. There you go. Yeah. Wake Forest and the Bears. I'll take yeah. that. Uh, do you know the name Rob Boris? Absolutely. How do you know him very well? So do I, I know him well? I well, that's he was my coach for listen, six years. He was like I'm the not, best coach that I one of the better coaches that I ever had. You mean that? Absolutely. So he is a um, he married um, Amy. Yeah, you know Amy. Uh-huh. He's a really close family friend of ours. Okay, my, our dads grew up together. Um, I know Rob only via email and, and Christmas cards. Okay, but uh, I mean, just <laughs> the life one of a of coach. The, pretty much, pretty <laughs> yeah. much, right? Uh, but I love his story. He. Um, he was a he was a D three a beast at DePaul University DePaul with a W, um, and has just been working his way up the mm-hmm. coaching ranks ever since. And I used to when when these guys were making their run, I used to tell my friends, especially when we got into the goal line, I was like, "It's going to be Des." And I, you want to because Rob, correct? I You're think right. He I was the tight going. end coach, right? Uh-huh. And would also call the red zone offense. When, he, he, when, wouldn't, he wouldn't call the red zone offense. He would design the plays design for goal, plays. short yardage and goal line. That go. was his area for the offense yeah. that was that he that he owned. Yeah. He didn't call the plays, but he designed but all the plays for every, every week. Yeah. And he got tight ends open a lot. So <laughs> I, I used to appreciate that yeah. he designed those <laughs> yeah. plays. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I mentioned the twenty-seven NFL touchdowns. So thank you, yeah. if, Rob. If you're listening. Rob's my guy, man. Rob, so this this would be interesting. Um, the reason why Rob is, I consider, one of the best coaches that I ever had, um, and, he, and he threw this back on me, but he answered the questions of why mm-hmm. and how. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm the guy, I want to know why. Yeah. And he also said that I made him a better coach because I always ask why. He, yeah. And he was a, a teacher. To be a coach, you have to be a good teacher. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had a tight ends coach that I absolutely did not like. Okay. He wasn't a teacher. Yep. He was, hey, just you got to get in there and get that done. Well, yeah. how, 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 tell me, how do I do that? Because I, I'm, I can't. Yeah. I, yes. And, and, and then don't dog cuss me for, for asking you the question. Right. Just be a coach. Explain it. Like, yeah. teach me. And then, and then tell me. Not only how I supposed to do it, tell me why. Tell me why I'm running straight down the field as fast as I can to the inside of that safety shoulder. Well, if I know why I'm doing it now, I could buy in because mm, if I run right. straight down the field and I gotta get inside of that guy's shoulder or across his face, mm-hmm. and the coach tell me I'm doing that because I'm pulling him away from the dig route that's coming behind yep. me. Well, now I know I gotta bust my hump. Right, get him out of the play because this dig route is coming behind right. me, and that's what and that's what we're trying to open up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why Rob was one, of, and Rob was a guy that you know, as football players, we always complain. Yeah, <laughs> we got to go out and practice this same thing again. Like yeah. seriously, yeah. we got to go out here and punch this back. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, yes, we're gonna go out here. We're gonna take this first step. Yeah. We're gonna continue to practice these same mundane little yeah. little things. But you know what? Um, uh, he he was good. He was he was really good. What used to frustrate me about Rob? Yeah, <laughs> is that like Rob was so good, but he would never assert himself. He wasn't a me guy. Huh. He wasn't the guy that said, you know what? I'm smarter than all of you coaches here, mm-hmm. and I should be moving up the chain. Yeah, because 
he had a respect of all, yeah. especially the offensive players who knew what was going sure. on. Um, but he would never assert himself that way to to say, you know what, I'm I'm a little bit bigger than what you guys are yeah. giving me credit for. I, I have a little bit more knowledge. And well, he was, him being he was a coach, young at that time too, wasn't he? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't, he just knew yeah. his stuff. Yeah, he knew his stuff, yeah. and he was just good at it. Yeah. And and I always used to ask him, well, you know what? Are you going to aspire to be offense coordinator or mm-hmm. head coach one day? He was like, hey, when somebody, you know, wants me to do that, yeah, you know, then we'll see. Yeah, I was like, no, but you got to like throw your name yeah. in there. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. And he wasn't that type of guy. I really hope it happens for him at some point because, like, you know, we always say this: that you want to be the if you want to be the most successful coach possible, it's gotta, it's gotta start with a solid core. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be a good, intelligent person. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are really good at the game at just like climbing, climbing, climbing. Right. Um, Rob's a different guy. Well, so. he was the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach with the Rams. That's right. So yeah, yeah, he's he's knocking on the door. He's close for sure. Yeah, he's knocking on the door. Listen, it's funny that you said that because um, in this same presentation, this is the uh, same presentation, we talk about how to like grade and think of oneself as a coach. And we give people a level, essentially zero through five. We actually, it actually goes down to negative one because negative one would be the kind of motivator that motivates in the wrong direction like we talked about. And if zero is no motivation and one is like positive, but you know, uh, moving people in the positive direction, getting them excited to do good, the subsequent steps moving up to five include giving people actionable steps, giving people support along the way. Uh, ultimately, leading level four is actionable steps, support, all that stuff, uh, and an understanding of why they're doing things, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that, and that's that's the thing. It sounds like by that standard, if there's any validity to it, that Rob is on the top end of that scale. He's equipping his people with understanding of why he's doing all this stuff. Yeah, um, that's the key. No, absolutely. He's. At, I mean, if that's the score. He's definitely. He's right at there. four. Um, yeah. Knocking on five's. Uh, well, door. and then and then five is the ability. Sounds like maybe he did it with you. Is the ability to have people not only understand and feel supported, but internalize the motivation. Oh so, yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe he's right there. Yeah. Um, I always said this about professional athletes. If if you had to be motivated. Yeah. By by a coach, mm-hmm. you're probably in the, you're probably in the wrong. There's another job. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the, the the coach's job is not to motivate you. Right. Not not at that level, and not for. Yeah. If you if if you're not motivated, um, first of all, because if you don't play well, your check is not coming, and you're gonna get right. cut. <laughs> right. Motivation. So that's motivation enough for most of it. And then just the competitiveness of it. Just yeah. you know, my thing was. At the end of the game, whoever I had to face for most of the game, and this was actually my motivation, is I didn't want him to walk off the field smiling, telling his family how he kicked my butt. No, that's not going to happen because my family is watching too. Right, right, right. I think that's right. Yeah, all my friends back back at home, they're watching. They're going to call. My mom's watching. My dad's watching. My brother's watching. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want them Mm -hmm. to have to walk outside the um, house and go to the store and be like, man, your brother got his tail kicked. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point and a perfect transition to another quote I heard you say. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was from one of your high school coaches. All you have is your word and your name. That's and it. You essentially can't mess that up. That's it. We have something we call the Kind Coaches Campaign. Mm-hmm. Is anyone, it's out, Rob might be one of them too, I don't know. Um, is there anyone that you would want to highlight that would be, um, we're looking for a really quick sound bike essentially of someone who has been both caring and kind 
but also tough and competitive. Like you're not letting, willing to let either one go. Not competitive or, or tough to at the loss of one, but not overly soft, the balance. Now, I just want to qualify this is that I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. Fair. Okay. <laughs> I like where this is going. But that coach, one of those coaches, I got a few coaches, but one of those coaches and, and the coach that comes to mind is Coach Caldwell, Jim Caldwell. Mm -hmm. He was my coach with the um, uh, Wake Forest when I was at Wake mm -hmm. Forest. Right. But he's the head coach of the Detroit Lions right now. Yeah. So that's why I had to qualify that. I don't yeah. want to get kicked out of totally Chicago fair. Bears Nation. Totally or, um, but no, he was a guy that um, was really a father figure, mm -hmm. was really um, caring, mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, me being a college young man, um, just going through a lot of transitions in college. But he wouldn't let you be anything less than what you had the ability to be. Mm -hmm. So um, he, he's one of those guys that, that come to mind. I mean, uh, my, my receivers coach at Wake Forest, Bobby Kennedy, is, is one of those people. Um, coach Joe is one of those people who gave me that, that mm -hmm. quote. Um, yeah, and, and that quote has stuck with me for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is who you are as a brand. Hmm. And your name and your word has to mean something. Yep. It, and if it doesn't mean anything, then you're not going far. Mm -hmm. um, when, especially if you get to a point where you are a public figure, mm -hmm. um, your name better stand for something. And when people say your name, it's going to come with some type of connotation to it. Yeah. And, and then you have to back that up with your word. Mm -hmm. So when you when you say that you're about something, you you better show that you you're really about that. Yeah. And and if you do that, then wherever you go, you'll be welcome. Mm -hmm. um, so that whole name and word thing is I mean, it goes across a lot of different um, could, could be applied to a lot of different agendas um, in business, sales, just life in general. Um, but it's that's. That's an important one for me. When I when I go speak and I speak on my six principles of winning, mm -hmm. that's principle number one. Is it? That's principle number one. There you go. All you have is your name and your word. I don't care if I'm speaking to a sales association. I don't care if I'm speaking to a school. Mm -hmm. It applies to everybody. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good number one. It's a good anchor. Yeah. yeah. I like it. All right. Well, Des, uh, I think anyone listening to this is going to get a lot out of it. For real, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of the people that we work with for sure. So thank you very much for being here today and sharing with us. Oh, no, I appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, and yeah, hopefully somebody does hear this and say, you know what? Yeah, I need to put that in and, and just go in and be great. This week's episode is brought to you by Remind Recover. Remind Recover is a supplement that helps athletes support brain health. Similar to how you drink a protein shake to help your muscles recover after a workout, Remind Recover has been scientifically formulated to give you the nutritional building blocks to help support healthy brain function. I am a huge fan of Remind Recover. It is as close to the science as any supplement I've seen, and feel free to check out their website for more. It's remindrecover.com. And when you go there, if you want to place an order, and I recommend it, use the code GOODATHLETE for a discount on checkout.